All right, it's a Wednesday edition of Locked On Warriors. I'm Wes Goldberg, Warriors beat writer for the Mercury News. Make sure to follow Locked On Warriors on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, or wherever you get podcasts for episodes every day, Monday through Friday. We are continuing with our exit interview series with Andrew Wiggins today. If you didn't catch yesterday's episode on James Wiseman, do go back and check that out. Also, I talked with Kent Bazemore about last season and his free agency for another podcast today, a one-on-one pod today, so you could find that in your podcast feed as well. But today we are talking about Andrew Wiggins, what went right, what went wrong in his season, and whether or not Golden State could include him in a blockbuster trade this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in the episode. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, we are doing this on a Wednesday, continuing along with our exit interview series. I know I already mentioned the one-on-one interview with Kent Bazemore. I do highly recommend you go and check that out. He told me everything about what he's looking for this summer and mentions stability as his priority first and foremost. And he's not sure if the Warriors are going to offer that to him. I found the entire conversation very interesting and I've always appreciated just how open Kent Bazemore has been about things. Uh, and he was one of my favorite players to talk with during this season. So again, highly recommend that you go and check that out in your podcast feed. But today we are doing our exit interview with Andrew Wiggins. We will start with what went right. We will get to what went wrong in the second segment and then finish the show in the third segment with some trade ideas about how Wiggins could be included in a potential blockbuster deal. But what went right with Andrew Wiggins uh, this season? points per game, 4.9 rebounds per game, 2.4 assists, and almost a full steal per game, one block per game, all in 33.3 minutes. He played 71 games, could have easily played 72 games, but the Warriors rested him uh, before the play-in tournament. And so uh, he was very much the uh, most available, most stable presence for the Warriors this year. I thought his consistency was pretty remarkable. Not only that he just played every game, but that he very consistently averaged, you know, 16 to 19 points per game. Um, Most of his games, um, you know, he scored just around there. And then on defense, he emerged as a very good wing defender. And look, the Warriors traded for Andrew Wiggins uh, at the trade deadline two years ago. He barely got a chance to play with Golden State, played all of 12 games before the season was shut down because of the pandemic. And he was supposed to come in this year, this past year, I should say, and uh, create sort of a wing duo with Klay Thompson. But then, of course, Klay goes down with the Achilles injury, and Wiggins has to step up as kind of the sole perimeter stopper. Yeah, the Warriors traded for Kelly Oubre and all those things, but Wiggins was going to have so much more thrust upon him, not only defensively, but also offensively. We'll get to some of the things about what he did on offense, but defensively, very, very pleasantly surprised with what he was able to do on that end of the floor. Uh, This is a guy who, in five and a half years in Minnesota, was known as one of the worst defenders in the NBA. And that was not the case in Golden State. In fact, his 
he contested more shots than any wing player in the league. Uh, held got held, held opponents to four percent below their shooting percentage that they would normally shoot. Um, and, and I thought used his strength and his lateral quickness very well as an on-ball stopper. Now there were some things that he could clean up as an off-ball defender, but as an on-ball defender, he gave the Warriors every reason to believe that when Clay comes back next year, that Wiggins can not only form a pretty good defensive duo with Clay Thompson, but if Clay is not a hundred percent. And if Clay does not ever become the defender, the all NBA caliber wing defender that he was prior to these two lower body injuries, that Andrew Wiggins could take over that role as the Warriors' primary wing stopper, the guy that they throw at James Harden, Kevin Durant, uh, LeBron James, Damian Lillard, all of these guys that they're going to have to go through, Kawhi Leonard, all of these guys. Wiggins can now handle that assignment if Klay Thompson is not up for that assignment coming off of two very serious injuries. Uh, that's huge. Offensively, career high in shooting and 48% overall. Career high 38% from three. Career high 53% on two-pointers. So this is a guy who became more efficient and became a better defender. And in Golden State, it is such a better fit for Andrew Wiggins. He has talked at length about how uh, he feels more comfortable there. He doesn't have to be the lead playmaker. The lead player on offense doesn't have to be the highest scorer. Doesn't have to be the franchise savior as he was uh, asked, asked to be in Minnesota. Here, he could very much just play as a role. And he was a very high-level role player. And those are the kinds of players that the Warriors are going to need to build around. And at 26, he looks like a long-term piece for Golden State. And that brings us to our Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. In sports, if you think joy only happens when you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes. They don't spend all of their days grinding away. They take the time to enjoy themselves, like having a Michelob Ultra with friends. Because they know that happiness is the key to winning, and not just the end game, but the whole game. And Andrew Wiggins has not gotten our Michelob Ultra Player of the Week, but because we're doing his exit interview partly, but also because I wanted to spend a moment to just talk about how much happier he seemed in Golden State than he did in Minnesota. Uh, look, Wiggins is not an expressive guy by any stretch, but there are times where you catch him smiling, especially when the Warriors were winning. You could just tell how much more comfortable he is in this role. And I mentioned how at 26 years old, it's hard to imagine that he's still only 26, but he looks like a long-term piece. And that that is so important for the Warriors because when Kevin Durant left and they executed the sign-and-trade to get D'Angelo Russell it was pretty clear that D'Angelo Russell was not going to be a long-term fit early on. And what they were able to do in moving D'Angelo Russell for Andrew Wiggins is they were able to replace Kevin Durant. Obviously, nobody is going to be as good as Kevin Durant, but they were able to replace him at that position and find a long-term piece. And now you look at the small forwards that have helped out Steph and Clay and Draymond Green and filled out that starting lineup. You go from Harrison Barnes to Kevin Durant and now to Andrew Wiggins. They've always had a very stable presence at that position. Sometimes that presence has been stable in the way of Harrison Barnes and Andrew Wiggins, and sometimes that presence has been stable in the way of being a Hall of Famer in Kevin Durant, but a stable presence nonetheless. So that's the joy that Andrew Wiggins is playing with now as a role player and the joy that the Warriors are getting from having Andrew Wiggins. Michelob Ultra, 2.6 carbs and 95 calories in my refrigerator right now. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. 
Support for today's episode comes from Indeed. You're the hiring expert for your company, and what you really need is help making your short list of quality candidates. You need a hiring partner who helps make your life easier. You need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get your quality short list of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. Indeed makes connecting with and hiring the right talent fast and easy with tools like Indeed Instant Match, giving you quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your job description immediately, and Indeed Skills Test that, on average, reduces hiring time by 27%. You can choose from more than 130 skills tests and then add your must-have requirements so you only pay for the applications that meet them. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all of the other job sites combined. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, we already covered what went right in Andrew Wiggins' this season. Now it's time to get to what went wrong. And truthfully, there is not all that much. And I know that Andrew Wiggins is not the most impressive player, that he is not living up to the all-star potential that he had as a former number one overall pick. But what the Warriors need from him is not for him to live up to that potential like Minnesota did, but for him to be a high-level role player. But with that said, with Klay Thompson injured, with Draymond Green not giving them the scoring punch that they needed most nights, with Steph Curry basically scoring all of the points by himself, there were nights where they needed more from Andrew Wiggins, and he wasn't as aggressive as they'd like him to be sometimes. The Warriors were 0-4 in the games where Wiggins shot fewer than 10 shots. Now, as basically your secondary scorer, there is not a game where Andrew Wiggins, as healthy as he was all season, there is not a game that Andrew Wiggins should be shooting less than 10 shots. There's, he should not have attempted fewer than 10 shots in a single game this year, and he, yet he did it four times. And the Warriors lost all four games. That is meaningful. The Warriors also went 5-13 and 13 in the games where he shot 12 times or fewer. Now, this is somebody who averaged nearly 16 shot attempts per game. So to go four fewer shot attempts per game is pretty significant. And he did it 18 times. And the Warriors lost 13 of those games. So they lost all four of the games in which he shot 10 times or fewer. And they, they, went, they lost 13 of the 18 games in which he shot 12 times or fewer. So that's something that they need to fix. Even next year, when Clay Thompson comes back, we don't know what Clay is going to look like, and we don't know what kind of offense Clay is going to be able to handle. Is he going to be limited to just catching and shooting? What can you really expect out of Clay Thompson? Will he be able to go into the post like he was able to before? How will he be able to attack closeouts? We don't know these things. The Warriors are going to continue to need more from Andrew Wiggins, and you can't go you know, 18 games shooting 12 times or less. You can't have four games where you don't even attempt 10 shots. You just can't have it if you're the Warriors. On top of that, his assist, uh, the assist-to-turnover ratio, excuse me, the assist-to-turnover ratio was not good. 2.4 assists to 1.8 turnovers. Uh, he needs to be a better playmaker, right? He, I understand that he needs to play a role. I understand that he doesn't want to be you know, running pick and roll after pick and roll after pick and roll, like you told me for an article that I that I ran right before last season started. Uh, he doesn't want to be doing that the way that he had to do it with the Timberwolves. 
but he has to do at least a little bit more of it, especially if he's going to help anchor the second unit. Uh, Steve Kerr said after the season during the exit interviews with the Warriors that he envisions, you know, Andrew Wiggins and Clay Thompson and Jordan Poole sort of being that second unit offense when Draymond Green and Steph Curry are on the bench. Well, Jordan Poole can't do everything, right? And we don't, like I said, Clay Thompson's not a playmaker very, in any meaningful way. They're going to need more from Wiggins. They're going to need him to run some pick and roll. They're going to need him to drive and kick to Clay Thompson and Jordan Poole. They're going to need a lot of that. And so if, if anything went wrong with Andrew Wiggins, it was the fact that at, at times he was just not aggressive enough, that he needs to pick his spots to be more aggressive. I thought as he got involved in that second unit later in the season, it used to be his role, and then it went to Kelly Oubre, and then it went back to Wiggins when Kelly Oubre got hurt. He was a little bit more aggressive. And there were times where Draymond Green pulled him aside in the fourth quarter and said, hey, we need you to do more when Steph is on the bench for the first half of the first quarter. That Those are the moments when Andrew Wiggins needs to shine. He should not be being outshined by Jordan Poole, as impressive as Jordan Poole was. Klay Thompson is going to need the help to get open shots next year when he's part of those uh, second units. Uh, that's where Wiggins steps in. Now, what the Warriors discovered is that Andrew Wiggins can be a high-level role player. He could do the things offensively where he could score efficiently, and he could do the things defensively where he can be your on-ball stopper. The next level to this is, okay, evolve from all-the-time high-level role player. We don't need you to be... We don't need you to live up to first-round pick expectations for 33 minutes per game, but we need you to, to, to take over for five minutes a game. Can you do that? Because if Wiggins can do even that, everything changes for the Warriors, I think. I mean, that, that, that takes them from a point of we can't survive when Steph Curry is on the bench to, hey, we can do something, and it's not a disaster every time Steph Curry sits. Uh, coming up next, I want to talk about the biggest offseason question facing Andrew Wiggins, which is, can the Warriors package him in a blockbuster deal? That's coming up next. This is Locked on Warriors. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, but unlike most protein bars, it actually tastes good, and it's good for you. Built Bar is great for health-conscious men and women, whether you want to maintain or lose weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Built Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great if you're on a keto diet or another low-carb diet, and they have nine different flavors available now, and they're always creating and releasing new exciting flavors. Built Bar has been with us for a long time, and I've been eating Built Bars for a long time, usually in the late afternoon between lunch and dinner. It's a good way to give me the boost I need to finish up my work day, and like I said, Built Bar has been friends of the show for a year now, and we appreciate the partnership that we've built. So support the show by supporting those who support us. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off on your next order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED1515 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Support for today's episode also comes from BetOnline. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. The NBA playoffs are on, and even though the Warriors aren't a part of it, you can be. Take a look at the spreads, money lines, over-unders, and more at BetOnline. For tonight, we've got the Jazz and the Grizzlies and Utah are nine and a half point favorites over Memphis, the game being played in Utah. And I love the Jazz, even at nine and a half points. I love the Jazz here because, look, Memphis won game one, but uh, 
The Jazz won by uh, 12 points in Game 2. They won by 10 points in Game 3. They only won by 7 in Game 4 in Memphis, but they go back to Utah. And the Grizzlies are a very bad three-point shooting team, finished the year 24th in three-point shooting, and the Jazz are the best three-point shooting team in the league. And so 9.5 points, when you really think about it, and that discrepancy is not as much as it seems on paper. I love the Jazz, even getting 9.5 points. I would put my money on Utah covering tonight against Memphis. Uh, Bet Online also covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKED ON. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Let's get to our biggest off-season question facing Andrew Wiggins as we finish up our exit interview. Uh, can the Warriors package him in a blockbuster deal? And the reason this pertains to Wiggins is because he's making $30 million next year. And if the Warriors are going to make a move for a blockbuster, because let's be real here, the Warriors as currently constructed are not ready to go win a title. Now, there are some things that they could do short of acquiring another all-star that could put them in the conversation but not make them favorites, I don't think, depending on what the Western Conference looks like. There are Look, the Lakers are maybe breaking down. Maybe they get back to where they were last year after basically not getting an offseason this time. LeBron James obviously playing hurt. Uh, Anthony Davis not available. The Lakers down 3-2 to the Suns in the first round. Does not look good for them. We'll, we'll see what happens with the Clippers, but even with Kawhi and Paul George, I don't trust them. Denver should be right back at it next year when Jamal Murray gets back, but he's going to miss most of the season. Should be able to play back uh, or, or play by the playoffs. And of course, you've got Utah and you have Phoenix. Uh, so, look, the West is good; it's deep, but I don't know that it's top-heavy in the way that the Eastern Conference is. And so, if the Warriors were to get another All-Star type player, they could ascend to the top of the West again. Now, to do that, they would have to trade. Andrew Wiggins, because he's the guy that makes that all-star level max player salary, and they're not going to trade Klay Thompson because they, even if they wanted to, they couldn't at this point. Nobody's taking Klay at that salary coming off of two major injuries. Uh, they're not trading Draymond Green because partly nobody's going to want him at that salary, and he's part of the core. And then obviously Steph is staying. So if they wanted to get there, maybe they can do some swing, some sort of sign-in trade with Kelly Oubre, but that's a, a whole other song and dance. Uh, and much more complicated, and it's not even guaranteed that at that point you can stack the salaries as necessary to get that all-star max-level type of player. Trading Wiggins, even by himself, gets you there. And the Warriors have draft picks, and they also have James Wiseman that they could package in that trade. So looking at the rest of the league, I don't know what all-star, what superstar is shaking loose, right? It doesn't look like Bradley Beal is in a rush to get out of Washington. So you can it looks like the Beal trade rumors are 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 sort of dampened now uh, uh, for the time being. Now maybe things change this summer when he gets away from the team. He's out of that locker room. He looks at the 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 environment in the NBA around him. And he says, "Look, as as strong as we finished, as much as I like playing with Russell Westbrook and love playing in Washington and all these things, maybe it is better for me to move on." I'm not ruling that out just because the Wizards finished the season strong. Uh, they're probably going to lose to Philadelphia tonight, and that'll probably be it for their season. So we'll see what happens with him. Uh, the trade package there is pretty obvious. It's Wiseman, Wiggins, and all their draft picks, and you get Bradley Beal. Um, 
that's if Bradley Beal wants to play in Golden State. And that's if Golden State could put the best package on the table. That's a good package. It's up there with the best packages. But there's a lot of draft picks out there. Uh, and there's a lot of other packages that could that, that could be offered. Um, so moving past the Beal thing, I got two other trade ideas that I want to float by you. And just for the record, I don't think any of these are going to happen. And I do believe that the Warriors like Andrew Wiggins and are prepared for Andrew Wiggins to be a long-term part of their future. Again, just 26 years old. Uh, two more years left on this deal after this season. Um, it, he'll be 28, right? Going into his age 29 season. They could resign him, right? This is not it. So he could be a very much a long-term piece for this team. Um, but if a superstar trade is an option, Wiggins is more likely than not, like a 98% chance, he has to be part of that package. So here's one deal, the Clippers deal. Uh, Paul George for Wiggins, Wiseman, and both first-round picks. The Minnesota pick this year and their own pick that's probably going to land at number 14. If that comes across Bob Myers' desk, and I talked about this last week with Bram, in our locker room show, you have to do it. You can't even think twice about it. If the Clippers offer it, you do it. You pull the trigger. You call it into the league office within seconds of them offering it. You have to do that. We don't know if Paul George is going to become available. We don't know if the Clippers are going to rebuild or if they're going to tear it down or if Paul George, if Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard walks, if they'll even want to trade Paul George who signed an extension. We don't know any of those things. But if it's an option, Bob Myers has to pull the trigger on it. The last deal I want to mention is one with Toronto. Now, Pascal Siakam is a good player, borderline all-star, high-level scorer. Um, obviously, the Warriors are very familiar with him after the 2019 NBA Finals. I don't know how he fits, if he fits, what Toronto wants to do long-term. I think Pascal Siakam is a very good player. I don't think he's a player that you can build around, right? He's not the guy who's going to lead you uh, to being a championship contender. And the Raptors don't have many ways to get that kind of franchise-changing talent. So here's the trade package that I'm thinking. Um, could you trade Wiggins? If one of these, if this Minnesota pick lands in the top five, or if the Warriors' own pick lands in the top five, now you have an opportunity to take a franchise-changing talent. The Warriors don't need that, okay? They don't need that. Could you trade Andrew Wiggins and the fourth pick in this draft, for example, for Pascal Siakam. In this trade, you don't even have to include James Wiseman. You can you get to hold on to James Wiseman. Wiggins, and let's call it the fourth pick in this draft. If you were if you put that on the table, I think Toronto would have to seriously consider it. Because you have Fred Van Vliet, you have OG and Nunaby, you have guys that you like, but Kyle Lowry probably walks away this offseason. Pas Pascal Siakam is good but not the guy who can be the number one option on a playoff team or, or on a championship-level team. And if Masai Ujiri is serious about wanting to stay in Toronto and build another championship team there, it's going to be tough. Like, that's not a team that wants to end up in the top five with their own pick. This is a team that wants to compete for the playoffs every single year. And that, yes, they have their own lottery pick this season after missing the playoffs, after playing all the season in Tampa Bay, of all places. Uh... This is an opportunity for them to get a pick that they're probably never going to have an opportunity to get themselves. So if the Warriors end up with a top five pick, I would call Toronto and offer it for Pascal Siakam. Wiggins and that pick for Pascal Siakam. I think Toronto should do that. I don't know if they would, but I think they should do it and end up with Jalen Green or Jalen Suggs or, some, or Evan Mobley or somebody like that. 
Um, and then also you get Andrew Wiggins, hometown story. He's Canadian. They play in Canada, etc. And for the Warriors, you get Pascal Siakam, who is in name a power forward in Toronto. And because you still have Wiseman in this deal construction, and you've got Kevon Looney there probably as your starting center going into next year, and then obviously Draymond Green at power forward, there's not room for Pascal Siakam to play in, to start in the front court, but I think he could play small forward for you, absolutely. This is a guy who averaged 22 points per game uh, for the last two seasons. He's a 33% uh, career three-point shooter. I think that could be better as his shot selection gets better and if he's playing in space with Steph and Clay. And uh, he also averaged four and a half assists to 2.3 turnovers last year. We talked about the poor assist to turnover ratio that Andrew Wiggins has, the fact that he's not a great playmaker. Siakam is a great playmaker. He's 6'9", 230. He would be very big for a small forward, but that would be an advantage for the Warriors. You could play Steph, Clay, Siakam, Draymond, and Kevon Looney in that starting lineup, no problem. And you would have a ton of size, and you would have a lot of scoring, playmaking, and great defense. And that would also unlock a very uh, dangerous um, and and uh, high-level death lineup because... When those centers come out of the game and you shift Draymond back to center, Siakam can kind of do the Kevin Durant impression where he could play power forward for you. He could even play center for you and take some pressure off of Draymond Green and allow Draymond to play off the ball a little bit more instead of having to guard fives in death lineup situations. So I that's the guy I'm kind of looking at is Siakam. If Toronto, that's, their, that's Toronto's best piece to use to go get a franchise-changing talent and the Warriors and the Raptors are an interesting situation. If the Warriors end up with one of these top five picks, uh, I don't think that they should use it on a on one of those top five guys. I just I don't think you can go down that road again after the James Wiseman experiment. And if you could get a guy like Siakam, that's exactly the type of player that you should be looking for for the Warriors. And that's the kind of player I think it would take to pry away a top five pick from this front office. Uh, that'll do it for us today. Remember to subscribe to new episodes of Lockdown Warriors wherever you listen to podcasts. Please rate review, and say nice things about the show. Uh, you could send your comments and questions to me on Twitter at WC Goldberg or email them to me at wgoldberg at bayareanewsgroup.com. Now get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Tomorrow we will have our exit interview with Juan Descano-Anderson. But for now... Thanks for listening.